the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. And glad to be back. Sometimes it's not so easy. <laughs> oh, do you ever just feel that way? Like you get up in the morning and there's just one challenge right after the other. Yeah, yeah, I guess we all have days like that. But glad to be alive, glad to be here. Glad you're listening. The uh, I'm going to try to cover some topics I think are pretty relevant today. Um primarily why you need to be relatively careful in studying your own personal personality when it comes to your money, uh, especially when it comes to investing. I cannot tell you how difficult it is to remind yourself that yes, you're doing the right things. You're doing the right things. Okay. Assuming that you are doing the right things, <clears throat> that just means that you have a plan and the plan doesn't have to be complicated. I hear, well, you know, I'm in the industry. I, I read a lot of the same stuff that you do. And I hear all these extremely elaborate plans. Well, a lot of that stuff doesn't really have anything to do with you. <laughs> but it makes for good fodder uh, and fills up lots of pages and lots of magazines, lots of websites, and, and sells lots of ads. Okay, so trying to figure out what is pertinent to you. Uh, what is important to you? That's that's a personal thing. Uh, now, there are some things that you should definitely try to be aware of, in you know, like the cost of healthcare in retirement. If you're getting close to that age, it's big cost, one of the bigger costs. Um, you should look at the amount of uh, income that you could reasonably generate, given the amount of savings that you have. And, uh, you know, I, I, I keep threatening, by the way, to write that book. It, and the reason I don't is because it, there's not enough material to write a book on how to retire successfully. There really isn't. I mean, there, there's not that much to it in 95% of the occurrences. So 19 out of 20, all you, all you really need to know is how much you have in savings and what are you going to get from pensions and Social Security, if any. So if you know that... Literally, you can figure out what the sustainable lifestyle could be, and it takes me about 40 seconds. <laughs> so and it should, shouldn't take you much more than that, but uh, that's because I've been doing it for a very long time, and you know what? It, it's just not that difficult anymore. I'll tell you what is difficult is you're probably going to have to average somewhere around, oh... 6% a year net of all fees and expenses to be able to spend 4% a year because you've got to, uh, you got to reinvest something for inflation. And by the way, this current inflation rate, here's what I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict that it goes down. I'm not predicting that inflation's going higher. And I, I really don't like predicting anything, by the way. It's, uh, if you do it long enough and you write down what your predictions are, you'll stop. <laughs> you'll just stop. And, but I'm, I'm going to predict that at some point in time, and I don't know how long it takes, you know, really don't know, but at some point in time, it's probably not going to be as fast as we've seen it over the past 18 months and lots of reasons for that. I mean, at some point in time, uh, things settle down, problems have a tendency to get resolved in one way, shape or form. And, and I think there's a pretty good chance that inflation actually goes down a little bit. Um, maybe back to a normal range of say 4% or so. That's actually kind of normal if you go back over the past hundred years or so. And I think that's a, uh, uh, it's still pretty difficult. I mean, it, you know, 4% increases when, you know, you're in retirement and you've, uh, you've got a, uh, you've got a fixed income. That, that's pretty difficult. And that's why I'm saying you're probably going to have to earn somewhere around 6% because you're going to have to keep up with inflation a little bit. And that doesn't give you a ton to keep up with inflation uh, if inflation stays at the current rate. 
Is it going to stay here? I, I don't know. Nobody does. I doubt it. I think inflation probably starts to come down at some point in time, but it, that time's not right now. And uh, incidentally, I send out a newsletter and I send one out uh, every other week and sometimes two weeks in a row. The vast majority of the time, it's every other week. If you'd like to get a copy of that, and a lot of these topics are being discussed, I actually go in and edit the newsletter to try to keep those articles, I think, are most pertinent to what you guys are interested in out there. And you can go to my website and sign up for it. It's free. Um, by the way, no salesperson is going to call you. Uh, I have a really hard enough time calling back the people who want to talk to me. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, just go to BillingtonCapital.com, sign up for it. And uh, there's some really nice um, articles from like Barron's and Forbes magazine, Fortune magazine, the uh, um, Wall Street Journal. I have a really nice service. They go in, they suggest these are the most popular articles. I pick the articles. So I get to edit text that goes along with that. And then we just send it out. So there's no cost. And uh, again, just go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. You can sign up for it there. And I would be glad to put you on that list. And uh, let's see here. Just looking at uh, the stock market, it, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know what? I would have thought that the market would have been a, a lot. I thought it would be down a lot more than it is right now. It's down pretty good. I mean, this is not a... Uh, yeah, it's still down 17% from where it peaked back in January 2022 this year. and But it's not down as much as it was a few weeks ago. Actually, the last couple weeks, it's been dropping again. Yesterday was a pretty good day. It was on light volume. So that's a little concerning when you get a big move up on light volume. I don't know. Should you try to pay attention to this? Probably not. You know, the vast majority of people would be much better off if they went into their financial plan for retirement, particularly the money that you're going to be using to supplement your income. You need to get that figured out before you actually start taking the income. You don't want to be panicking, wondering if you should make a change or not when you're already retired. So because if you make a mistake, that is incredibly difficult. When I say incredibly difficult... I mean, you know, there's a 99% chance that any correction that you're going to make is going to end up costing you even more money. Okay. So you should think about those things before this happens. You should try to imagine, okay, the market was down, has been down over 50% multiple times in my lifetime. And my life expectancy is about another 30 years. Okay. So do I think it's probably going to happen again? Probably. Do I worry about it? Not at all. Well, why am I not worried about it? Because I already know what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the big deal. That's a really big deal. Investing is 95% psychological, 5% what you do. Now, the 5% part, the 5% of what you actually do, Okay, it's like trying to bake bread and not having yeast. Yeast is not a huge component. I mean, volume-wise, to a loaf of bread. I think it's probably less than a, a, a tablespoon. But without that yeast, you're not having bread. You're having a pancake. <laughs> so, and that's exactly where the, uh, the mentality of the investor comes into play. You want to be successful, 95% of it is going to be attributed to what you're uh, doing, that other 5% is whether or not you're panicking <laughs> at, at 5%. So that, that yeast function that your mind is creating, if, if you've got that part, so that's what I'm saying. You, you, you got to have that as well as the uh, strategies that you're using. And you just want to make sure that you give that a lot of thought before things get bad. Because when they start to get bad, and they, from time to time, it's just the way, it's the nature of the beast. It just happens. And if you look at history, yeah, it's happened. Can Is it highly predictable? No, it's not highly predictable uh, in terms of when it's going to happen. 
the fact that it's going to happen, that's pretty highly predictable if you look at history. But exactly when it's going to happen, how deep it's going to be, how long it's going to last, those things you can't really know. So you have to plan for that. You have to plan for the the unknown. And I know a lot of people say, well, you're just speaking nonsense. You can't plan for something that you don't know about. Yes, you can. Yeah, I don't know when the market's going to go down the way it has, but I know this won't be the last time. Okay. So if I have, if I'm ready for that, if I'm mentally prepared, if I'm not, then you need to talk to your financial advisor uh, or you need to keep listening to the show. <laughs> but if you're not mentally prepared for big declines and you've got money in stocks, you're going to be miserable and you're going to be miserable not only to yourself, when people, I hear it all the time. They're beating themselves up. I should have done this. I should have done. Uh, well, you know, that's partly true, but not the way you think it is. Okay. You shouldn't be beating yourself up for not having seen something coming that millions of other people didn't see either. Okay. That's not what you want to beat yourself up for. Actually, you never want to beat yourself up. You want to get on the right track. You just have to learn more, figure out what you need Figure out how much risk you can really afford to take. How much risk can you take? And I just bought a, one of the, um, not just bought, but I've had for a few years now, the uh, a fixed indexed annuity. And people look at me like, I've, you know, I've got three eyes sometimes. And why, why would you do that? Uh, well, because there's a certain portion of my cash that I just wanted safe. And I wanted to know what it was going to be. When I get ready to retire, I wanted to know what was going to be there. And not even when I get ready to retire, but when I can withdraw social security and make as much money with I, as I want without a penalty, I'm taking social security. I'm not waiting anymore. So, and I will reinvest that money, you know, just for the heck of it. But the, uh, so this is kind of like that uh, at when I'm full social security age, I know what the schedule is, what I'm going to, what kind of income I can generate from that, for that, for the rest of my life. Okay. They put that in writing. That's a contract. And assuming, uh, you know, the company stays around and stays healthy and they, they better cause they're a big company. They're a plus rated the, uh, by AM best. Um, so I really think that, uh, you know, that gives you a lot of peace to know that I could basically live just on social security and the money that I would get from that. So the rest of my money, I can be a little bit more aggressive with. And I am because I would like to see what'll happen. But if I'm not, I'll be fine. And that's basically, those are the kinds of things that you want to talk to your financial advisor about. How do you get that glide path where, okay, I'm not working anymore. I'm just going to start taking money out of my investments and I'm going to have this, these source, other sources of income. What can I reasonably expect there? What could I reasonably expect, inspect, inspect, <laughs> sound like Trump now. Yeah. What can I reasonably <laughs> expect? <laughs> the, uh, I've been watching too many Trump videos. The, uh, it is hilarious. I mean, you know what? Uh, that's one thing that he was definitely underpaid because uh, he's really funny. <laughs> the gaffes that, you know, it, it's pretty wild. I thought I thought Bush number two was, was pretty funny. But, what, what did he say that one time? Um, oh, you know what? I got to go to commercial break. Sorry about that. When we get back from these commercial messages, I'm going to... Lighten, uh, enlighten you on, the, on my the best Bush impersonation that I have. It's not very good. So, but anyway, <laughs> this is Bill Bullington. I'll be right back. From the very beginning, and every workday since, at every shift, and every individual effort, we carry a common purpose, a common cause. It's a duty we proudly honor, knowing behind every product we build 
is your faith in us. Dedicated to the craft of gun making. Dedicated to your freedom, equality, security, and the promise of this great country. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. Learn more at smith-wesson.com. Charlie Kirk wonders if the GOP wants to lose. Right now, Republicans should have the wind at their back. Red wave is what we were told. They're worried that a legitimate tsunami is brewing in this country, and your Republican establishment is worried that might be hard to manage. They're afraid that there is something bubbling up, and they don't want to play into that. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 1420. The answer. And Odyssey. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's car donation program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook. Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. And we're back. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, if you like this show, you can actually listen to it again on YouTube, or you can go to my website. There's a link there, and I think it's on iHeartRadio, if I'm not mistaken. So anyway, the uh, I'm getting off and talking about a whole lot of stuff. By the way, for you stock pickers out there, I've, I've got something you need to, to hang around to the last uh, session or last 15 minutes of today's show. Because there's a, a trend that's popping up on the scans that I run every day. I have done that for so long. I, I don't do a lot of individual stocks anymore. Um, I do some. And I will tell you that this week, I'm going to be making some changes for the first time in several months. Why? Because there's a trend that I'm seeing that uh, I'm going to alert you to. And I like it. I mean, it's just, it's pretty awesome. Uh, to be able to see this kind of stuff and then understand why it's happening. In fact, you know, we were just talking about uh, understanding your investment process. That That's a big deal. It, it's not that hard. And I feel horrible for the average person out there that wants to uh, study investing and wants to get up to speed, you know, kids just right out of college. I mean, you've, you've got a long way to go. There's so much stuff. Stuff. I mean, it's just, and it's not that you have to know all of it, but you've got to be able to tell the difference between something that's important and something that isn't. And that's the hard part because nine out of 10 things you're going to read are not going to be important. <laughs> you know, and actually it's probably 19 out of 20 and being able to just kind of hone in on that 5% of the information that is important to you, that that's going to be meaningful to you. That's a, that's a skill and you'll spend a lot of time 
trying to develop that if that's the route that you want to go. Thankfully, that's uh, it is such a difficult task that that's why I have a job because I like doing that sort of thing. In fact, I still I read a lot, and I'm uh, about halfway through this 600-page book, and uh, I didn't have access to the types of tools that I needed to, to execute this for a while, uh, so I just sucked it up and subscribed to the software. And yes, it's expensive, <laughs> but it, it's going to help. And right along the lines of what we were talking about, you know, if you took a profile of stocks, let's say stocks that had profits, okay, that'll eliminate an awful lot of stocks. And and some stocks that are going to go up a lot, you know, they go up on rumors or, you know, basically um, gut feeling instinct by hedge fund managers and individual investors out there who feel like, you know, there's a company out there that's, that's never mind that it's not making money now. They believe in the future that it's going to make a lot of money. So they are willing to pay up for it right now. That happens a lot. Okay. Uh, at some point in time, the, the problem with investing is that way, investing that way is you've got to predict when they're going to lose interest in that company. And then if it doesn't pan out, you know, who knows about it first? Cause I promise you, there are a bunch of really sharp hedge fund managers out there that will sell those stocks short, meaning, you know, they're going to try and push them down. And, uh, that it's just really rough, really rough. That's why you got to have a plan. Plan doesn't have to be all that complicated. In fact, one of the, uh, models I really like a lot is you line up the biggest stocks in the country. I say the top 3000, that's the Russell 3000, by the way. If you were to look at all those stocks and then look at those that have profits and then take those profits and divide it by this thing they call enterprise value. Don't worry if you don't get this stuff, by the way, and don't knock yourself out trying to uh, replay the podcast of this. If, if you want to uh, get that information, you can just call me. You know, I'm, I talk about it all day, every, every day. I like doing it. I like reading about it. Anyway, so there's this measure of cash that the company is generating. Okay. It's just a measure of cash. It's an, it's an estimate of the amount of cash that they made over the past three months. Okay. You can take the past year if you want to look at it that way too. And that's generally what I do, but you look at the amount of cash that's being generated and then you look at what the current market value of the stock is and then any debt that they have. That was, that's what it would cost you today if you were to buy every share of this stock so that basically you have control of the company now and you bought all their, you, you had to, if you did that, you'd have to pay off their debt too. So when you add the debt to the value of the entire company's stock, that's called enterprise value. Okay, that's what you would end up, that's what an acquirer, if Warren Buffett went in there, he's an acquirer. If he went, that's what he would end up paying. He'd end up paying the price that they agreed upon for all the shares of stock. And then he would assume their debt. So that whole cost there is what he's looking at. And I promise you, I know he's already, he already knows what the, um, the amount of cash that company has been generating. And if you divide that cash by the cost of buying that business, now that sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? Notice I didn't use one three syllable word in that sentence. <laughs> and I think that's uh, probably one of my stronger points is trying to break this down so that I can understand it. <laughs> and I uh, guess I'm uh, pretty normal at, that way. I wasn't raised in, you know, in an academic family and had very little to do with finance. So I'm with you guys. I had to, <laughs> I had to come up the hard way, but bottom line is you take this cash, let, let's say it's, the cash that they generated over the last year is a billion dollars because there are a lot of companies that are doing a billion dollars now in cash. Okay. And then you divided that, uh, and the value of, of the company's stock plus their debt was 10 billion. Okay. So the billion dollars in cash they generate generated happens to be 10% of 10 billion, right? That's pretty, that's pretty simple. But what that does is it lets me know if you were to buy this company paid all their debt off in paid every uh, full price for the share price of whatever it was at the, at that time. And you paid $10 billion and you generated a billion dollars in cash. Okay. 
That's a 10% return. Uh, that's pretty good. Now, I can hear all the uh, CPAs and CFAs right now rolling their eyes and saying, you can't make it that simple. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> and uh, I, I can. It's the general concept. Yeah, there, there are thousands of little rules in there. No, actually, I think the general accounting. Um, so I lost my place, but let me pick up where I left off. Generally accepted accounting principles. Okay. That it would take an incredibly long time to, to learn all that, by the way. And if you did learn all those generally accepted accounting principles, then you could go in and see, you'd know exactly what I was talking about, but for illustrative purposes only. Okay. This is just to give you an idea of why one company may be worth more down the road somewhere than another company. Let's say the two companies are identical. I mean, they, they're comp competitors, competitors in an industry. One of them generated in cash, that cash flow measure that I'm not going to bother boring you with again, but one of them generated a billion dollars and the other one generated 500 million. Okay. And they're both selling for $10 billion. Which one would you rather have? Would you rather have, would you rather pay $10 billion for a company that's only making 500 million, which is still pretty good, but, or would you pay $10 billion for a company that had a billion dollars, right? The answer should be relatively easy. You'd be surprised at how many times people will take the other choice. The one that's got a return that's not quite as high. Why is that? Well, it's because emotion gets involved and they may think that for whatever reason, that company is better. It's worth paying more. It's worth getting a lower return. And that happens quite often. I mean, you'd be surprised how frequently that occurs. So when I'm looking at a fund that's going to pick stocks, that's one of the criteria that I like the fund to look for. I want them to be looking at the profit margins on the companies. I want those profit margins to be high. I want them to be higher than average. Why? Because in the long run, it makes sense. In the long run, it really helps your investment policies the, uh, per perform. In the short run, and the short run is anything five years or less, by the way, it's amazing to me how long a company can go up and get overpriced and then stay overpriced. And it'll outperform the, the other company that's more profitable, sometimes for a very long time period. And that's what's very confusing about investing is because when that's happening and you see or hear people talking about the stock of the, the day, the week, the month, the year that's done so well, and you look it up and you say, wait a minute, that, that thing is way ahead of where it should be. It shouldn't be selling at that high a price. It, it's not going to make you feel any better because you feel like you missed out. Well, you see the, the, the problem with that, and that, that's one of the problems of investing on your own without a, a tremendous amount of knowledge is that you're going to feel subject to that. You're going to, those feelings that you're going to get, you're going to feel like, well, I probably should have known that. Well, no, you you shouldn't because you can't know that. Nobody knows that. That's one of the reasons that you write down and have a list of rules to govern your investing processes. Those companies that go, that get ahead of themselves at some point in time, they go down at some point in time. Some of them go down and never come back again. You know, so that that's a problem. If you've gotten, uh, too overconfident in a company and you've stopped looking at its numbers, that's one of the things that I think disciplined investing does. You've got, you can do, you can do it yourself, by the way. It's, you know, better get ready to quit your day job. The, uh, but today there are funds that are doing that for you. And I think that that's such a, a godsend. The, uh, somebody implanted that idea. I am, I think probably God implanted that idea in somebody's head. Um, because I'm not sure that the, uh, humans are bright enough to come up with that on their own. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But the uh, uh, anyway, they're doing this now and they've been doing it for a while. And it was a major trend a long time ago. And now it, it continues to be a major trend. If you can think of an idea uh, to 
some way to invest your money. There's probably a fund out there that's doing it. I have my um, my favorites. But if you wanted to do it yourself, yeah, you can buy some fairly expensive services that'll go in and pick those stocks for you. Uh, you write down the criteria. It'll search them out for you. And then you just build a portfolio that way if you want to. But whatever you decide to do, you just have to be comfortable with it. And the comfort comes from knowing that that somebody is doing the work that needs to be done. Because you, you can't just, well, I guess you could. I've seen that happen a lot of times. People just throw darts or they just look at past performance alone. That by itself, it's soon, you're basically relying on your luck. And I'm pretty sure that when I drove down to the radio station this morning, uh, I didn't see anybody driving by looking in the rearview mirror. <laughs> when you're that, and that's what you're doing when you're looking at just just past performance. You're looking at in the rearview mirror and saying, "Hey, that looks pretty good." Well, yeah, you know, until you run into something. And it's the same thing with your portfolio. If you you're driving looking in the rearview mirror, sooner or later you're going to run into something. It's not going to be pleasant. So it, it's it's uh, I don't mean. To try to scare anybody, unless you're absolutely doing all the wrong things, <laughs> and uh, most people aren't doing all the wrong things. But looking at past performance, that's just one of the things that you need to look at. You should probably be looking at what they're actually doing with the money. And if you don't understand what they're doing with the money, if you've got an advisor, then uh, call them. You know, find out. You know, what is this fund? How does it pick the stocks? Yeah, I think I have a, about eight funds I really like, and they're different by the way. Some of them are concentrating on, on smaller companies uh, who have uh, certain characteristics. Some of them are international. Uh, that's not a lot, by the way. But the uh, some of them are just looking at the large cap. And then I've got the companies that are specialized. I'm sorry, the, the funds that specialize in one or two industries like I have a healthcare model I like. There are three funds in that model that I really like a lot. I have a, uh, and there are multiple ways of doing that. Now that I hear the music, I'm going to have to wait until uh, this commercial break is over to tell you about it. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. My first ride along was with Jamal, even before I was hired. They wanted me to see everything from the ground level before moving forward. And it was awesome. The first time I came in, I got to sit in on a meeting and never realized that plumbers have that level of organization and sophistication to their operations. And I say that as a former degree project manager, as well as an Air Force vet. After getting out of the service, my wife and I moved to Cleveland and I just wasn't happy with the corporate style desk jobs. So I prayed for a sign. That next morning, my best friend called me about this radio ad on the fish for a company he thought would be perfect for me. And he was right. Why it works was a godsend. You have to want to help people. But if you do, this job is fulfilling in ways that the right person won't find anywhere else. If you want that for your life, call us direct and consider it done at whyitworks.com. License number 30185. Wallach a doodle. 
No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question, the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Looking for a great way to save on taxes? Look no more. Just call Our Lady of the Wayside at 1-800-368-6262 and ask about their car donation program. It's simple and it works for everyone involved. You donate your ride, you write off the selling price, and the money goes to help the physically and mentally challenged citizens served by Our Lady of the Wayside. The number to call, 1-800-368-6262. When you want more, so get more. Donate your ride to Our Lady of the You're always in good company with Tom Kelly every Sunday at noon here on AM 1420. The answer. Are you running around in circles with no place to go? Is there a person in the mirror you don't even know? Someone still sees you. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me, just give me a call. The uh, 330-664-0700 is my office number. Or you can go to my website, it's BullingtonCapital.com. And, uh, you know, I know I've been talking about a lot of stuff, and, and there's a lot of details, and, and I talk a lot. So there's, uh, you know, if you can't follow it, don't worry about it. I couldn't follow this. It, it, it's a long time. I mean, even when you're in the business every day, it takes a while. And uh, I'm just uh, grateful that I hung in there. <laughs> and when you hang in there, you know, you can actually really learn some things and help. it helps you out psychologically. Investing is 95% mental. I'm telling you, I'll say that for the rest of my life. I'm sure of it. 95% mental. Now, that other 5% that requires you to know something, figuring out which 5% is important, that that takes a while. That takes a long time. And then when you figure it out, and when you figure, oh, these are the most important things. Yeah, after years of watching stocks and reading and watching mutual funds, talking to portfolio managers, other portfolio managers, you look at it, you go, oh, wow, it's really... The technical side of this is not all that complicated. Nope. But you won't even come to that realization until you've been doing it for an incredibly long time period. Unless, you know, and I've met a lot of awful lot of people who got lucky. I mean, I talked to them and I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. See, that was never in the cards for me. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure that the minute I decide to retire, the market's going to go, it's going to have a really bad bear market. That, that, that's my luck in life. <laughs> so I was never one of the, the lucky people. And, it, and it's really hard, by the way. I know you've probably all met somebody during your life. If you're past the age of, I say, 20, maybe. You, you've all met somebody who just got really lucky and thought that it was skill. And that's really difficult from an advisor standpoint. To have to say, hey, you know what? Um, I I'm glad you made a lot of money, but you know it was basically luck. He, and oftentimes, he, very difficult to to say that, you know. But anyway, and it's at some point in time, if they don't get the knowledge, they'll they'll learn. I, I can't tell you how many people I've seen who had you know an unbelievable amount of money, 
it was luck. And then when the luck went away and those stocks came back down, okay, then, you know, they thought that they had lost their minds. And, uh, you know, I was, I was so smart. I got, I knew this so well. No, it's just actually, you really needed to have a little bit more knowledge. And uh, we can help you there. I would definitely be glad to. It is really tough, man. I mean, when you're looking at, at this stuff, so many things just don't make sense in the short run. In the long run, they tend to make sense. It tends to work pretty well. You buy companies, you know, we were talking about a little bit earlier, that are doing well down the road. If they keep doing well, that's the part that you can't know. You have to monitor that stuff. But if they continue to do well at some point in time, assuming that you didn't overpay for the company, it probably goes up. Now, you know, having said that, a lot of people getting close to, re- to retirement. Why am I spending so much time on stocks today? Well, you need a little bit. Now, you can buy other products. You can invest in other products today that will guarantee an income stream that's actually higher than that 4% rule that we keep that I keep talking about. Okay, And, and I think today... Uh, given the environment that it's in, if you look at what bonds are doing, bonds are dropping like a rock. I mean, and have been because interest rates have been going up. So, in fact, one of the most popular bond index funds is down 15% from where it was in, look, it looks like July of last year. So, just in a little over a year, a bond fund, which is supposed to be relatively safe, okay, is down 15%. That's a lot. You know, that, that is a lot. If you were buying short-term bond funds, you're still down, but probably only 2 or 3% or so. Not a lot. It's still down, though. But it, and if you reinvested the income on those short-term bond funds, you're probably slightly positive. Big difference between down 15% and slightly positive. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, a big difference. And that's why knowing this stuff, it's, it's, yeah, it can take a while. It can seem kind of frustrating. And that's where, you know, I like spending time talking with people uh, about it. It's all I do actually that and put in the orders and do all the research and <laughs> all the other things we have to do produce a radio show, which is the, uh, I feel bad for you today. I have been, uh, my mind's been jumping around so much, so yeah, that's what I get for getting a really good night's sleep before getting in there. <laughs> I've got too much energy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, having plans. Uh, the plans do not have to be complicated, by the way. If your plan is really kind of, if you can't write your investment philosophy down on a single piece of paper, a single page uh, with not more than 25 lines in it, I'm going to suggest you need to go back and, and revisit that thing um, because you should be able to do it and you should be able, it should be fairly clear. And if you can't do that, well, give me a call. <laughs> I'll help you. Uh, and, uh, and again, a lot of it comes, a lot of people think that the past performance is the only thing that matters. And, and it's really not. I mean, there's, I, I can tell you that the best performing investments also have had the highest amount of fluctuation. The best performing investments have had the highest level of fluctuation. And unfortunately, that fluctuation, when it's going to go up or when it's going to go down, is nearly impossible to predict. So if you've got all your money in there and you're expecting your financial advisor to tell you when the exact right time is going to be, you're both going to be disappointed. Actually, the financial advisor that, that took that account should say, hey, you know what? Yeah, we can't agree on that. You know, if you think you can predict worldwide events with a high degree of accuracy, well, I'm going to give my money to you. <laughs> if you can show me, if you can prove to me that you can do that and why. And uh, by the way, I'm really tough to convince because I've been around the block a few times. This is not my first rodeo. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it's hard. But as I started out earlier in the show, you know, when you're looking at things like sales, like profit margins, like valuation. How much are you actually paying for this company relative to what other companies that are similar are selling for? That's a lot like, you know, finding a a good price on a house in real estate. If you want, if you don't want to overpay, go find out what the other houses have sold for in that neighborhood. The ones that are similar to the one that you're looking at, 
Don't compare the highest value to, uh, you know, that it's ever sold. I remember back in the, oh, I think it was 2006, somebody from California moved into my neighborhood and they paid an unbelievable amount of money for that house. I mean, it went for more than twice what any of the other houses had gone uh, for. And they thought they were getting a good deal. Why? Because they were comparing the houses out in California to the houses in Ohio. And so they overpaid. I mean, big time. Uh, it took them about 15 years for that house value to appraise at the same price that they'd paid for it. Now, when people do that with their stocks, you know, they do it all the time. You know, there are a lot of companies that will go down and stay down for quite a while. I'm going to kind of leave this for next week. I've got a, uh, this is going to, going to kind of be a series next week. I'll actually talk about some specific models that you can use to help you pick your stocks or to help you understand what it is your advisor's trying to do for you. And uh, so I'll leave that there. And I'm going to talk a little bit. I, I get questions every week on fixed income and it's a big deal. Now you can buy CDs now. You can buy treasuries from broker dealers. Um, that whole market is huge. I mean, and half of the Series 7 exam used to be just on bonds, which is also are also called fixed income. It, it's kind of a big deal. You've got a uh, you've got fixed indexed annuities out there. Uh, that's another animal altogether. It gets kind of shepherded in with the fixed income category. It's not traditional fixed income. Traditional fixed income is something where the maturity date is is um, fixed. The interest rate is fixed. That's traditional fixed income. Most people understand CDs and CDs are a form of fixed income. So are treasury bonds. You buy those from directly from the federal government. Why do you buy them when their interest rates are down around 3% or so? Well, actually, at 3%, by the way, is pretty good. <laughs> it's up a lot from what it was a couple of years ago. The uh, uh, That's why those bond funds are down, by the way. Um, why would you want somebody's bond that's going to pay 1% when you can get 3%, right? So you're going to have to, if you've got a 1% bond out there, you're going to have to drop your price to attract a buyer to that bond. And, uh, you know, when I start talking about this, I, I feel so bad because so many people I know, if you're in your car, that don't worry about this. Just remember the Bullington Capital. You can always email me or, or call me. I'd be glad to try to explain this in detail, uh, a little more detail. It's actually not that hard, um, but when interest rates go up, bond prices go down. That's, you know, you've probably heard that before. A lot of people don't know why. That's not the only thing that can cause interest rates to go down or bond prices to fluctuate. But right now, short-term bonds are paying as almost as much as long-term bonds are. And rates are significantly higher now over the shorter-term maturities than they were than they are in the uh, or have been for quite a while so it can become a, a a piece of your overall portfolio it's there for the safety that's why it's there if you're buying a, a short-term bond fund or a, uh, you're buying short-term cds uh even I, I i'm not a big fan of buying 30-year cds or treasuries just because they, they fluctuate too much. I mean, they're flying all over the place. You know, when you're buying fixed income, you're supposed to be buying something that's fixed, right? That's, you want balance for your portfolio. When you add that value back to the other holdings, which are probably mostly stock, okay, that should give you a, a, a much better feeling of safety. That That's what you're looking for in there. You're looking for things that have guarantees that stocks don't have. And the interest rates on those are uh, different, you know, treasuries. You, you gain interest every day that you hold a treasury. The price that you get on the day that you sell it is going to be depending on whatever it's selling for that day. The shorter term maturities don't fluctuate a whole lot. Okay. CDs now, they buy and sell CDs just like they do treasuries. Treasuries, you don't have to pay local, state or local income tax on. Uh, CDs, you do. So there's a little difference there. 
some CDs accumulate interest in different ways. There's, there's a lot of stuff to this, but what I'm, the point I'm trying to get across is that you've got a lot of options out there. You've got a lot of options, and some of them are much more attractive than they used to be a couple of years ago. In fact, I never touched an indexed annuity up until a uh, couple of years ago when they, you know, and, and now they're still, now that interest rates are going up, they're raising the payout rates on a lot of those products. So again, uh, as a portion of somebody's portfolio the, uh, for the safety, and it really depends on the individual. Um, that's one of the things that I, you know, the, the government's been trying to impress upon people in the financial industries, services industry that, look, you, you need to customize the portfolios. You need to talk to your clients. You can't put everything, everybody in the same thing and just say this one thing is the best thing to do for everybody. It just doesn't, life doesn't work that way. You know, it's really funny to see a couple sit down and when they're really different as far as their investments go, some super conservative, some kind of moderate, and then some really aggressive. Um, I didn't realize I was going to have to be a marriage counselor when I got into this industry, <laughs> but that's okay. It's just uh, part of the job and uh, trying to explain, you know, what can happen, why things can happen. Looking out, uh, you can do whatever you'd like to do. It's your money. Uh, if you do this and then this happens, you know, that's the, that's the biggest job a an investment advisor has go through the what ifs are you okay if this happens what if this happens you know are you going to be okay with that how are you going to feel and a lot of those questions especially the how are you going to feel if this happens those are not that easy you know you'd like to have somebody to discuss those with somebody to talk it over with why because you know Doing it on your own, you may miss something. You may not understand that uh, some important feature that certain investments have. You know, may not understand that why why did my stocks drop the way they did? Well, because they're stocks. You know, that that's actually the real reason. Stocks are highly unpredictable in the short run. In the long run, they're a little bit more predictable. And you know, when I when I come back next week on this show. I'm going to talk about some of the factors, some of the, uh, you know, well, factors, probably the best word for it. Some of the factors that stocks have had that have been successful and who, whose factors have contributed significantly to that success. Now that I hear the music, that means my show is definitely over. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, you can find me on my website, bullingtoncapital.com. Have a good week, everybody. Good luck. Good investing. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.